Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. so many things. His his ways are higher than our ways. Unsearchable. His judgments are unsearchable. There's there's no way that you and I will ever reach a point or attain to a level of understanding and intellect whereby now we have him figured out. Isn't it amazing to think that you can never learn enough about God? Today, Pastor Robert explains in his message that you will never totally understand the Lord. There is no end to the learning, growth, and understanding of Him. You will spend forever in eternity learning about who He is and what He's like. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Romans chapter 11 as he continues his message, God's Plan for Israel. collaboration today we've reached a level of collaboration and you know what we don't even have to speak each other's language do we because google translate does a pretty good job it doesn't really matter what the language is you just plug it in so what does that mean for us well what it means is that human knowledge now far exceeds human wisdom and so we're destroying ourselves human civilization is working hard towards self destruction steadily. Those who study such things tell us that the total knowledge possessed by humanity from the beginning of time until 1970 doubled once. From the beginning of human existence until 1970, the knowledge that was gained, it it doubled one time. Then in the decade of the 70s, it doubled a second time just in that one decade. But now, what they say is every 11 hours, the knowledge that we, that we gain, we human beings, it doubles twice a day, more than twice a day. Now, again, go back to the Tower of Babel. What, what that means is that our capacity to wreak havoc among ourselves doubles every 11 hours. Our ability to perpetuate evil. It doubles because we lack the wisdom to manage the the knowledge. We're not equipping the coming generations to appropriately utilize the knowledge that's being gained. And and like Paul pointed out in chapter one of the book of Romans, professing to be wise, they became fools, began worshiping the creation instead of the creator. 
But I want to go back. I want to take a quick look at the questions that he asks. He says, who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him? You know, both the, uh, Job and Isaiah present or at least imply these same principles. The first one being, God doesn't owe us anything. Who has ever given to God that God owes him something? Somebody ever made, a, made God alone? It's like, that's, it's absurd. The point being, God does not owe any of us anything. He doesn't owe you anything. Now, that's, that's really, it's powerfully good news if you stop and think about the implications of it. You know, it was my son that just went out the door. Don't know where he went, but he just walked out that way. But I, I'm not good to him because I owe him something. I don't owe him anything, but I love him. And I'm, I'm generous toward him. I'm kind to him. I am kindly disposed toward him because I love him, not because I owe him. If the only reason I ever did anything for him or gave anything to him was out of a sense of obligation, wouldn't that be kind of cold? But that's, that's not the relationship that we have. And what God wants us to understand is he doesn't owe you anything, so we have to check our hearts about that. He's generous, though, because he loves us so perfectly and so, so completely. But the second thing, the big one to me, is that God doesn't think like we think. You know, a lot of times we forget that. We, we have in our minds th this frame of reference, you know, this human temporal frame of reference. So we think that God's logic and his thought process mirrors ours, or, or maybe, you know, we think ours mirrors his. But what we fail to remember, maybe, is that we're messed up and he's not. We're flawed and he's not. We're finite. He's not. There's so many things. His, his ways are higher than our ways. Unsearchable. His judgments are unsearchable. There's, there's no way that you and I will ever reach a point or attain to a level of understanding and intellect whereby now we have him figured out. No, he's God. That's never going to happen. The good news is he has promised that if you will apply yourself to understanding, if you will apply yourself to, to receiving from him that he will teach you. He will be your tutor for the rest of eternity if you want to be taught. So it can be an incredible adventure with God, learning from God, if you're willing to be taught by God. Third and final point today, though, is we have to remember God doesn't think like us. You know, he, he doesn't need our counsel. He doesn't need our instruction. Doesn't stop us from trying, does it? I mean, we do. We, we think he just, he needs a little help. He needs a little counsel. He needs a little adjustment here and there concerning what he should do. And, you know, we get real frustrated when he doesn't do things the way we think he should do things or on our timetable. And, and in our foolishness, our arrogance, we presume to instruct him regarding social justice and gender and whatever, job, career path. But if we just stop and consider it for a minute, I mean, can never be. How could a limited, finite intelligence, no matter how brilliant, ever be capable of instructing an infinite, unlimited God, the source and sustainer of everything that exists? The scriptures point out to us God alone is perfectly wise. God alone is perfectly just. He is the possessor of all knowledge. And he is love. He is goodness. So the conclusion is that we just need to trust him. We need to stop being like the little five-year-old that wants to argue with daddy about everything and thinks daddy's just trying to force his will on the five-year-old because he can. You know, I was thinking about it, you know, 
It hadn't occurred to me before, but I really enjoy watching David with his six-year-old son. I get a real kick out of it because I, when, I, when I see the little six-year-old, you know, and, and David has so much more wisdom than I ever had in trying to deal with him. But when I hear that, but daddy, I love hearing that. that when, he, when he has to, you know, when, when the little six-year-old thinks he has to push back and, and, and explain and instruct and it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I just need to do this. I just need to do that. I just want to do it this way. And no, 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 let me, let me, let me. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, payback, it's beautiful. I love this. This is so much fun to listen to. I just sit, sometimes I just sit and laugh, you know. Because I, I, I know David, and like I said, I'm amazed at the wisdom that God has given him and the patience. And, and I know what he's trying to do is help his son. He's, he's, tr- he's trying to limit the frustration that his son will have to endure. He, he's, he wants the best for son. He's trying, he's trying to be a blessing to his son. But the little boy, he, he just thinks daddy's trying to make my life hard. Yesterday, David's like, you got five minutes, and then you have to pick all that up. And it's like the end of the world. Because in five minutes, I got to pick up all these toys that I just dumped out all over the floor. Oh, daddy's trying to train him. There are consequences for every move you make, right? I mean, there's not trying to make his life hard. He's actually the opposite. He's trying to looking ahead, make the life a little less tumultuous at some point in the future. Your father is utterly devoted to you, and he knows what he's doing, and he doesn't need your advice. He doesn't need your counsel. What he needs is for you to pay attention. Just pay attention. Let him teach you. Let him correct you. Submit to that instruction. Submit to the the mentoring that Almighty God offers to us. At the end of the day, when we're tempted to make accusations, when we're tempted to get all frustrated and tell God what he should be doing in this situation, we need to stop ourselves and just ask him, what am I not seeing? What am I missing? And let him train us to trust him more. is one of those books that you go to if you want the foundational pieces of Christianity. It provides you with the solid backbone of what to believe as a Christian. Today, you heard just one message from a whole series in the book of Romans. As you continue listening to these teachings, you'll notice God's intent and heart in bringing salvation to every lost soul. There are some verses in the final chapter that say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. It's remarkable when you think about it. Have you gained some great insights from today's teaching? If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, check out our podcasts page at mainthingradio.com. You can also find us on Instagram. Follow the link on our website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too. If you have any questions about what you heard, or if you'd like prayer, give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730.
0830. We're so glad you joined us today in the Book of Romans. Our time with you is about up, but we look forward to what God wants to teach each one of us next time. Connect with the Lord on your own and make sure to come back here for our next edition of Main Thing Radio.